podcast is back, people. Cliff is in the building. Hey, money. Oh, she got a new day. <laughs> Doing the Harlem shake. Rod here, uh, still fighting this cold. Facts. <laughs> Yo, go to the doctor. <laughs> go to AmericanWealth.com. Uh, you know I got your coupon a code. You know I'm right. oh, yeah, promoting. <laughs> so we're back for y'all for another uh, very interesting conversation. I definitely think that this one's going to be uh, very lighthearted. Um, Ad, bring us in. Yes, um, I had reached out and asked people to send over some topics, and my good friend Soraya from college, first she was like, uh, teach us how to make a mill. I'm like, oh, I don't have a mill, so I can't teach you that, but if you want to elaborate, but she kind of just like, you know, life after college, she's... Um, has a contract job at one financial center for this okay, law right firm, this. I think. But she's also trying to go to law school, so she's kind of like... And she lives in Rhode Island, so she's like back and forth. Right. So we're like talking... And then it's just a completely different after-post school with me, so she's kind of like, just talk about different avenues of after-college, work-life, um, which was interesting to me because, Cliff, you went to grad school, so... Curious just to know how we all did after school and got to where we are now. True. So um, I think what would be interesting is we can kind of talk a little bit about each of our perspectives, um, what's going on. I think for me, maybe like even like some of the lessons along the way, um, I think for me what was so interesting was that, I say this all the time, I literally wish I could just replay high school all over again just because, huh? 100%. I feel like I'd like, Yo, honestly, I feel like I just tried to make it so, like, MTV, like, I just go, I figure it out. But I, like, really, like, didn't, like, put the time in to really right. figure out what it was. Right. So, for me, what's interesting, um, shout out Stoughton High, but uh, I was on D3rd, and I took this, like, intro to accounting class. And so, as I was taking the class or whatever, I was like, oh, you know, this is, like, pretty interesting like you know, balance and balance and ledger like it's, it's pretty simple right. so like over time i felt like for me that's what my interest was i felt like i was good at it like i was good at numbers it wasn't too difficult so for me when i went to school that's what i wanted to do but i think what was so difficult is like even though it's i had that's what you want to do accounting, yeah accounting right? um even though i had the privilege to see like my brother go through the whole college experience like visiting a college you know as much as I did, I just did not, like, for me, I say this all the time, you do not really experience what college is like unless you live there. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was just such culture shock when I went, like, just for a year at Suffolk, and I was just commuting. I was like, yo, this is wild. Like, I'll never forget the, like, the a joke I said the other day. I'll never, like, my first English class, it's an English comp 102, and so I'm in there. My teacher was like, yeah, you know, write the, a two-page paper on this, you know, on this book or whatever. Yo, I hand wrote that. And I turned it into class. And my teacher was like, you bought a laptop and you're giving me this? Oh, my God. I was like. <laughs> <sighs> like, you just got to print it at home? It was just crazy. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just wild. So I definitely think, you know, a lot of life lessons um, you know, I'm not gonna. You, you know, can't it. Oh my god! I'm dead ass, yo. I, I did that a couple times. Yo, I'm talking about like I would like have like one error, scratch it, write it again, like perfect handwriting and everything. Firmly I turned it, and she was like, "Um, what is this shit?" Like, firmly, firmly did that. When too. I got my last one in college, I was 
amped. I'm like, I'm typing everything. It'd be math <laughs> problems. I'm like, yep, one plus 493. It was crazy. But I mean, it was just such a blessing in, in particular, the four years that I was there for, even, you know, even when I had to take well, a lot of Suffolk and then you yeah. transferred. So it was Suffolk, my freshman year, I wasn't really rocking with it. And so I transferred over to Framingham. The best three years of my life. I will I will say that. Um, met some amazing people, some fantastic people, just just all together, a lot of the resources, some mentors that I still keep in connections with today. Um, but just a lot of it was kind of finding yourself. Right. And I think, you know, for me, a lot of, you know, wh- why I think the way I do was because of what college was. But, you know, to be fair, on the opposite end, it wasn't all sunshines and rainbows. It was a lot of trial and error, um, which, you know, we'll get to throughout the episode. Um, well, how, we can go one by one. So, like, right. how do you how do you come across grad school? So, for me, what um, it was, I didn't make the adjustment to leaving accounting until, like, January. Uh, so, I was, like, winter break senior year. Oh, and shit. I was like, yo, I'm just not feeling this. I had two years of, like, an internship, and I just wasn't rocking with it. I was like, this isn't me. Like, I didn't, I thought I was like, I'm still going to get, you know, the satisfaction of doing the numbers and doing everything and still get to, you know, use my personality and, you know, meet people and talk to people. But just being behind a computer screen, I was like, I'm not really rocking with this. Right. And so I wanted to make a shift. And so at the time I was, you know, an RA, resident assistant. And so I was like, you know, maybe I could, you know, kind of dabble into this. Um, You know, everyone always talked about, like, you know, careers in higher ed, like, you know, it's always a benefit. So... Thankfully, I was able to get a job opportunity at Assumption College um, right after school. So I worked there as an RD. And then for me, it was honestly like a no-brainer. Like, oh, they're giving me an MBA. Like, you know, they're assisting me in paying for that. So I was like, let me uh, sign up for that. So that's kind of where it was. I always wanted to obviously get a degree. But I think one valuable lesson and the first thing I tell people all the time, do I don't care how focused or how cool it makes you look or you know if that girl thinks it's sexy that you know you're going back to school do not step foot into grad school unless you're a doctor or like you're going to nursing school do not step foot into grad school if that is not a hundred percent paid for Mm -hmm. do not even waste your time fake it till you make it when it's on someone else's dime and that's the biggest lesson that i learned um just because for me you put yourself in just like financially, you put yourself in a hole, in a rut that a lot of times, a lot of folks feel like it's just not even worth it. Because for me, having an MBA, you don't even see, you know, the fruits of your labor up until like five or so years, you know. And so what's interesting for me was I was at a standstill where I had to make a decision. Do I make a shift and go right into school and miss out on those first initial two, three years of work experience where I can work entry level jobs and kind of get some exposure or do I just, you know, go into school and then deal with that on the aftermath? Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I chose to do. I mean, I think it's not easy as like people like think, well, you have a degree, and you have a master's degree. It's not that easy just to get a job just because work experience and industry experience and academics is the value is different. I always say I feel like now a master's is a bachelor's and a bachelor's is like a high school degree now. Facts. Yeah. So and it's interesting, too. And, you know, my first job after grad school was working as a recruiter so seeing that i was like 
that was that was probably the one thing that like solidified me. So all my friends, all the people that talked to me about, yeah, I really want to go to grad school and do this and this. I'm like, yeah, it's nice, but are you paying for it? <laughs> They're like, well, yeah. I was like, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. I've always said that, I'm like, unless my job's paying for me to go to don't, school. Don't waste your time. I got enough loans. But you know, I'm not the only one though. Going, that's a. Uh, on the grad school route. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, who's he talking about? <laughs> Shout out my boy, R. Oh, here going back to school, joining me. <laughs> uh, so my uh, post-grad experience was uh, not what I expected at all. Um, the So I'll, I'll start with this by saying my perspective, you know, interning, going to school, whatever. I was like, yo... When I get out of here, man, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a forty thousand dollars salary, and uh, I'm bueno. Like, I was I'm worried. Good. I was like, I'm gonna make fifty. My man's gonna make fifty. We're gonna make a hundred combined, and right. we set. We're good. <laughs> like, nah, nah. <laughs> and I was that hit me real fast, and that hit me faster when you know I had a unique situation where I was having a kid, and so I finished school with a child, and. um and I'm like, damn, yo, I need to get a job ASAP. So I felt a lot of pressure to work, 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 even though my original plan was to go back to school. And um, so I didn't get that opportunity to do that the way I had planned, which is which leads to my first point is your post-grad will, I'm going to say like 90% of the time, it will not be exactly what you thought it would be. Absolutely. Um, if you thought you were going to be here, you may be a little bit lower or you might be a little bit higher, but don't ever expect it to be 100% what you thought. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first thing. So for me specifically, and you know, for any of the brothers and sisters and fellas out there that got kids um, you know, in school, it, it's difficult because there's a pressure to make money fast. Um, and so my thing was, you know what, I took... I had studied finance and management, and my job was I'm going to be a portfolio manager. I'm going to go out there and manage some mutual funds, a hedge fund. I'm I'm going to be rich. Like, that's it. But in my mind at the time in college, rich was like $40,000. $40,000. So that hit me fast where I was like, yeah, I can't afford a child and live and you know, do what I got to do with that salary. So, uh, But I was under pressure of trying to get something done quick. So I took the first job that offered me anything, and I was at State Street as a contractor. Um, and I didn't even know until I signed the contract. And this was one of the other things, the, the keys that I would have was I didn't know until I was signing the dotted lines, I was going to get paid $12 an hour. Look at your contract. Look at what you're In signing. In all situations. Really? Yeah. Look at what you're look signing. At look at what you're, what you're reviewing. On. And again, I don't have all the answers to life cause I'm still figuring it out. But you know, these are the mistakes that i made along the way that I'm trying to just yeah. share with y'all. Like, you know, I signed the dotted lines and I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, yo, what am I getting paid, by the way? Because I was like, oh, damn, I'm interviewing at this cool building. And, uh, it's always it's the building finance. that gets me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, nice. this this is, oh, well, I'm going to say, floor. honestly, the moment you hear it's in downtown Boston, you're like, I'm getting paid yeah. 90K. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not always the case. And, you know, and I didn't understand what the contract life was like at all. You know, um, I had witnessed a lot of, crazy things being a contractor from a professional standpoint you know i watched a guy just like my boss took me out to new york while i was a contractor like those are things that don't nor- normally happen like mm-hmm. it's usually like you're coming and in and punching your five. time but you know i got the opportunity to go to new york for a business trip and he asked me about another contractor oh what you think about so and so like yeah you know yeah all right. 
like he like he should be more senior, but like I don't think his maturity's at that point. And the next week he was fired. Wow. And it wasn't like a coming to my office, you know, I gotta talk to you type of deal. It was call the contracting agency, tell so and so not to come in tomorrow. That that was his last day. And his things get FedExed. Wow. And so I was like, damn, if they're gonna do him like that, that could happen to me. So uh, another key is like, and this is a cliche, but yo, really put in work. Like, people get a job and they get too comfortable way too fast. Like, mm. I'm the type of person like I don't like to even make friends in my workplace. Like, it's you be rare if we go out for a drink after work or whatever. Like, I'm just like a very straightforward. This is what it is. You know, maybe if I leave that company later, we can kind of you know build on that relationship. But I'm not the type of person that's like buddy buddy with everybody it's like i need you to know i'm a good person and i'm a, a hard worker and that's it and i think that has benefited me a lot in my life but um for those that are out there doing contract work you know make sure you know your value make sure you're reviewing your contract because that that pay that you're seeing is not what the company's paying your agency um, how about you explain that ron about so, the breakdown I was getting paid $12 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I don't know why my u- work situation, I said she was super weird, but my manager that had brought me on, eventually he had left. I was a contractor for about a year and some change. And he had left. And when he was leaving, we got you know really close, whatever. He was like, yo, um, did they bump your contract yet by any chance? I'm like, yo, Kevin, I ain't, I'm really not getting paid shit out here. And he was like, really? I was like, he was like, I put you in for 30 an hour. I was like, what? He was like, yo, you should be getting at least, at least 20. And I'm like, well, I want more than 20 now that I know I'm, y'all are paying this agency $30 an hour for That's me. First of all, I didn't even know I was worth all that. Right. <laughs> so uh, always understand your value. And so when I went to my contracting, I'm like, yo, listen, man, I need a bump. Like, I, I have a kid. Again, like, all of this is while I have a kid. And, like, the benefits that I had were through the agency were trash. I couldn't pay for that and support myself. I couldn't even, I could barely afford to take the train. So I'm like, yo, I, I, y'all got to do something for me. Don't worry, Rodney, we got you. Boom. A couple months later, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to give you a bump. $20 an hour, man. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I can't live. Like, yeah. I, I cannot live. And another thing I would say is be bold. I went into my manager's office, like the company I was working for. I was like, yo, listen. I need this amount of money to stay here. I know all of this stuff. And I know if I walk out the door, you guys are going to lose that information. What's up? He was like, damn, I didn't know it was that deep. Because they don't know how much we're getting paid. They don't. They just know how much they're paying the agency. Off rip, he was like, we're going to make it work. I was, I've was, i been blessed to always have a good boss. Mm. And he was like, yo, it was only maybe a few months. Boom, I got my full-time role. I got salary, I got benefits, I got this, I got that. I'm gas. I'm like, let's get it. Like, let's do it. You know, I'm making money. That's another now. hurdle da, 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 da. that comes. And there's another hurdle because it's it's never enough. Never enough. It's never enough. I was like, yo, I, it was a significant bump. I had finally got my own health insurance. I was good. You know, my daughter was good. Whatever. But you know, from a career standpoint, it, it things got you know a little complacent and i'm like you know they gave me six interns i was managing like six interns with, with another co-worker of mine and it was cool but i was like giving them all the work i was not going to the office anymore swinging that work they getting real world experience you know thankfully they're all doing very well now but i was like i need to 
elevate my skill set. Again, going back to my original point, I, I was like, I'm going to be a portfolio manager making all mm-hmm. this money. Man. I ended up in IT. And one thing that I learned from my boss, he's like, yeah, what do you want to be when you get older? Like, what, like, where's your career route? I'm like, I want to be a portfolio manager. He's like, that's cool. But, you know, have you ever thought about the technology side? And similar to Cliff, I had a career change. I'm like, I... And it's just, yo, when it happens, it, it honestly, it literally starts, like, once that first piece of the puzzle starts to connect, it all just slowly starts to go. Yeah. And it, to a point where you cannot ignore it anymore. Exactly. And I got to a point where I was like, I really want to grow from a technology standpoint. I want to I want to be able to develop a little bit. I want to be able to add more value, you know, in my role, uh, not just a liaison between the business and and um and the developers. And so I shifted gears and I by the grace of God, I got a great job somewhere else and I grew a lot and I made another jump and which I'll be starting soon. And um, you know, Thankfully, they have an opportunity to cover my my college, my postgraduate education, Mm. um, which was a complete shift from where I started, you know, studying finance and management and now going into software development. Yeah. And seeing Cliff make the, and I say this to Cliff all the time, he is 50 times braver than me. um, And I give him so much praise and honor him so much because seeing Cliff make that jump from like that accounting finance role to now more like an HR recruitment role and like. I was like, uh, can I do it? But, you know, I followed your lead, Cliff, honestly. You know, I'm going to give you this honor. Real quick, but <laughs> I really followed your lead. And I was like, I think IT is the route for me. Um, this is what I'm kind of growing a passion in. This is what I see myself doing. And and I use my resources around me. Like, my mentors were with me every step of the way. My family um, mm. and uh, my lady. Like, you know, it, it really, like, everything kind of fell in place for me. Um, to where I'm at now. So it, it, it's not an easy route. It's not just a cut and dry, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen. You really got to fight out here. Like, you really got to fight. Do. You got to fight for what's yours. AD. You. And I want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it for you, what you kind of went through. And also, talk to me a little bit about as a female. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, what your thought process was throughout that. Um. So high school was, like, the most fun I've ever had in my life. We party crazy. Sorry if my mom listens to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had just a do- I, high school was dope. Any like movie that shows high school, that was my life. And then I guess I didn't even really know what I my passion was going to URI. I wanted to do nursing, and I don't know why. Like I think it was just like the thing. It was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to nursing. I'm just gonna be a nurse. That's my life's done. I'm good. So I applied to URI. And it was like, I'm working with a VP of marketing, and now you come in who you're lower, and you're trying to tell me to do something different. So it's just very frustrating to, like, find a passion for something that, one, it was like, the product was trash. I was just, it was a terrible experience. So then I'm back to square one, because I'm like, do I even like marketing? Is that even what I care for? So then I'm like, I went to college, and I got nothing out of this at this point. And that is the worst the, feeling. Like, when you start questioning, like, why the hell did I do like, this? What did I study in college for? Yeah. Like, where's that money going to help me now? So then uh, it's funny because then I hit up my cousin Gina, but you hit up Roosh. And they happened to work at the same place and right. I, we didn't know. Or did we didn't? Like, we didn't know that they knew each other. Yeah. So then I get, it was crazy because I gave my resume to Rod, who gave it to this girl. And then I gave it to my cousin. And I was like, honestly, I'll take anything there. 
And I was like, I want marketing. I still thought I wanted marketing, but they're like, yeah, you don't have any experience. So, like, <laughs> like, I don't care what you give me. Like, I'll just work there. And some people got to know that. Like, it, I'll be a janitor if, it, if I'll, I'm going to be CEO next. I'll put it out, like, next. flat out. Like, I'm sorry. Just because you got a degree Doesn't mean in marketing means that you have marketing industry experience. Which is There's completely different. different things. But I feel like it's also unfair. Because they're like, yeah, entry-level marketing coordinator role. <laughs> Five years. years experience. Like, yo, I just interned at my mom's bakery <laughs> for a month. Does that count? Like, nah, we're not looking for that. Like, where the hell do you expect me to get this 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 experience that shit's unfair exactly and i really wish i actually took advantage of like other organizations in college to get more experience but this is when it comes into play on you really got a network so mm. i ended up getting an executive assistant job which i would never have put my mind to but i did it the money was way more than my older jobs so i'm like great i'm in a great spot Got too comfortable that I was I was barely going to work. I was there like twice a week, but I was getting paid full time. I was working from home, but I was in Miami. Like it was just a shit show that was gonna be really bad if I but, kept. But doing easily it. the happiest we've ever. The seen happiest you. year of my life. Like, I was living life. Because that job at that other spot <laughs> was like. Oh damn, AD got more. Like I could feel my phone burning through my pants. Whenever I got a text from AD, I'm like, shit, something happened again. It like, was that oh. bad. So then I'm in this EA role, and I'm like, you know what? I'm here at a good company. It's a healthcare company that you know gives doctors 24 seven to any in any patient at any time. So I'm like, this is a dope company, dope concept. Let me see what I can work with while I'm here. Now that I have the door open. So I, I did that for a solid year and a couple months. And then I was like, all right, I'm, I've now experienced a lot of different departments in this company on where I want to go. And marketing actually was not the route I wanted to go. It actually became product. So I really want to end up doing, you know, working hands-on with product. But I, again, I had no experience to get moved up into that role. So this is when I'm like, network the most you can. So me and Gina used to sit next to each other, and the CTO was always going to see the CEO. So he'd always, like, come by, talk to us. And now we're, like, we have a bond. Like, we're just cool. Like, if I see him, he says hi, we talk. And he's like, Gina, like, can you watch my house for a couple of days? Like, I'm going on vacation. She's like, I'm not going to be here either. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, my dog. Da, da, da. I'm like. God, this he's, damn dog. Damn dog. <laughs> Dog's blind and deaf. But like, yo, I got him. So then she looks at me. and She's like, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. He's like, really? I'm like, I mean, I'm not doing anything anyways. So then I house at this guy's house <laughs> for like four or five days. You was in the sticks. Yo, an hour away from home by myself. I'm like helping this blind deaf dog. Yo. Like. Get, hold on, my real boy quick. Beasley. Yo, AD sends us a snap of the dog, right? <laughs> and she's like, color, "Yo, though. look at this. The dog, like, it looked like the dog was like standing in the, the corner. It was, it was dark, right? <laughs> All you see is the dog's butt, and and he's like standing like in front of like like a cubby shelf, right? <laughs> and he's just standing there for like legit like all eight, ten seconds of the snap, <laughs> and he's like he has no clue where he's at or what he's what he's doing. I'm like, why is AD doing this? Like, what is going on? I screwed his name in the snap too. Literally, like, yo, Beasley. Basically, no, like not even a not even a little, 
like a little no wiggle. nothing there's no response at all and honestly, i'm like honestly it was the best right. time with dog to sit because it required very little attention right right you know i was living life and so then i came back and i was like let me reach out to him on how i can like maneuver my career honestly and then so uh he offered to take me to lunch so then we went to lunch and I'm like telling him, like, I really want to go into product, but I feel like I have no experience. But if I leave, I really have no experience. So then it's like, do I stay? How can I make a name for myself? And he's like, honestly, like, I have three open positions if you want it. And I was like, I don't know what they are, but I'm down to learn. And literally, it was an engineering role, a QA engineering role, which I've never even heard of. And it was like, now I'm teaching myself coding. I'm testing products before clients get them. It was like, it's a whole new world. And I'm grateful to have networked with someone who gave me a shot. And I had not even an ounce of experience. And now that I have that and I were to leave or if I want to stay, I can easily get the position that I want. So that's why I'm really, I'm glad I went through this whole like long ordeal of like going through a job I hated, being in a lower position that I didn't want to be in, but I ended up in a, a really solid place to make a really good living for myself. So my advice to people post-grad is really can like network. Like it doesn't matter what you know at this point, who you know is everything because you can teach yourself anything. So if you have the tools and the people, I would say that's important. And Absolutely. especially being a woman, it, it's harder. Like they don't, my workplace is a lot of men. It's a lot of sales. It's a lot of account management. The product team actually is probably the most females in the company, which is surprising. Um, I don't know if it's like a creativity thing. Like, girls just kind of have an eye for it. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm stick figures. <laughs> like, the things we they think of and bring to life on a an, on an app and on a, a website, and it's incredible to watch. And to be on the back end, to see the, the making of it, it's a dope experience. So, I mean, what's interesting in what I got from everyone's stories was just like, we had these moments where it was like, okay, we figured something out, but then there was another wall and then there was another wall. And I think that that's just the biggest theme that, you know, I could say to anyone, whether you're in the middle of your post-grad, you're, you know, you're going through those last six months until, you know, May hits is that, you know, it's not going to be as smooth as a lot of people assume it to uh-huh. be. And I think a lot of times, like AD was saying about these rushed purchases, I think the first thing that you should really do is to make sure that, you know, yourself, your own home situation is solidified. Now, granted, we understand, I understand fully that not a lot of people have the, you know, the ability to just go back home and just stay there right. for a few years or if that, like... You know, maybe you got to pay rent. Maybe you got to do whatever. But I think, you know, for me, well, my biggest advice, especially, like, if you're in limbo on where you're going to work, whatever it is, you know, I would not suggest immediately just, yeah, me and my buddies from college, we're just going to get in a place out in, in Norwood, Southie, Southie, whatever, <laughs> like, just for the sake of, like, reliving college. Let me pay 1800 college. a month and my uh, monthly income's two grand. You like, know what I mean? So it's like, because at that point, you're pushing pennies. You feel me? And right. just because something is, you know, I guess the best way to put it is is just because something you feel is within your means, like you have the money for it, like it may not be affordable to you at this point. 
because you have other things to kind of worry about. So that's the first thing that I'll definitely say. Make sure that your home situation is good. And I don't mean, rush. But that's something that I like a lot of people I know. That's the first thing they think of is like, yeah, I'm moving out. Like all the kids I went to high school with, a lot of kids I went to college with, they're like, yeah, like I got a crib. I got a spot. Mind you, I mean, they don't have a crib. They have an apartment. And it's like, oh, you still at home? Like, I'm home until I have cash to give to my crib. Like, I'm not renting. I'm not. Just to live 10 minutes away from work is not worth it to me. I'll take a 25-minute train and be in and out. I just. And what's interesting, too, is, is, like, you get a lot of those, like, well, I got my own, you know, spot. But it's like. But I pull up and all you got is a TV and a a bed or a TV. You ain't even got a couch. Like you got the little Walmart foldable. And the people that are like, listen, you're always on the move. You're always in Miami because I don't have a apartment. (laughs) If you were at home, you'd be traveling. True, but I also think too what's what's really important is is that you know you recognize when it comes down to saving, you know, in college or when it comes down to saving outside of college too. There's got to be a plan because you could be in that situation where it's like, I'm at home. I'm at the crib. You know, I'll keep it real with you. I'm 25. I'm, I'm at home, comfortable. You know, my parents will, will, will love me be there till I'm 40. But, you know, <laughs> eventually it gets to that point where you want your own. Right. You want assets. You want equity. And so you got to make sure that, you Don't know, your saving things. plans, you know, reflects that, that you that you build it for that. Yeah, don't do things to follow the crowd like there's been times I'm, I feel like oh I'm just gonna go get an apartment because everyone got one and it's like it's not just for the s- sake of saying yeah, yo I got one right. yeah just to say I have a spot like I pretty much I do anything I want at home and I'm saving a lot of money so I can have a house like it doesn't make sense it, some people's situations I understand are difficult like you have to have an apartment you have to get out but if you don't have to don't do it like, there's just no rush at 23, 24. Like, for what? I think it's also the opportunity, too, right? Like, you know, some people may live a little bit further out the way, and unfortunately, moving away or closer to the city might grant them certain opportunities to, mm-hmm. to work or do something. You know what I mean? So I think, it, I think it's definitely tough, but um, sometimes you really just got to weather the storm. Like... If you need a few months before you know you solidify something with a friend and you know you're going to get a spot in somewhere close to the city, but you live like an hour away, like rough that out. Like it's okay to say, I can't do this right now as long as you're stable. Mm. Like if you know you cannot afford to do this, to move to the North End or the South End, do not do that for the sake of a potential opportunity like make sure things are in line because at this point like it's your it's really your life like you 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 have it's money's on the line that we don't have the opportunity or luxury luxury to waste so if you're not taking your time and again we don't want to say drag your feet but take your time and really map out what's next and here's what i want to do bang 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 then okay go ahead and do that True. and then you know like I personally believe like everyone should have a mentor. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have my mentors, like I really don't know where I'd be. Shout out D Jones, shout out Dev, shout out all my cousins. Like it's funny you like, say um, one thing that I learned too, especially in grad school. We used to have a lot of you know guest speakers come. So even like for, there'd be times where I would like sneak in like during lunch and like go like go to a guest speaker or like you know like a class assignment. You know just go see this guest speaker. Like for me, I, I call it my board of advisors. Where, you know, I go to them, you know, for a lot of 
um, for a lot of support or even if it's just bounce ideas to kind of see, you know, where things are at, um, you know, see if I'm crazy. Because like I say, I say all the time, you know, sometimes a plan may seem great to you until you get a fresh pair of eyes. Right. And I don't necessarily want to say that it's validation that you're seeking, but, you know, you always just need that second perspective, that second notion um, that's that question that you're not asking yourself that maybe someone else is. Right. And if you can't get that answer, then maybe there's some work to be done. Because, mm-hmm. um, yo, things change all the time. Right. Man. And it's a difficult market depending on, you know, where you're at. You know, again, to all my nurses and doctors, you could just skip this episode altogether because there's going to be a need forever. You know what I mean? But if well, you're you know, in a different... even getting to that journey is difficult too. It is, but I'm saying, I'm saying it's not a straight line process. For I'm everybody. saying more so within your job, there will always be a need for doctors and it's, you know, it's easier and, and, and nurses. But when you're in a position where you know you're over here and you're like, hey, well, you know what? I'm making money or whatever. You know, first five six months, like maybe I'm doing a contracting gig. I got things are going. You know, I got my crib, and then you know your contracts up, and they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like extend you. They don't go. They don't put you full time. Your rent goes up. You lose your job. Now you. Now you in the hole. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now you in a position where you're like, damn. Now I need to make a drastic change. And it's scary. We don't definitely want money to kind of move us. But you know, once that money shortage happens, then a lot of us. You know, you really start to change. And a lot of times too, besides you know the whole idea of you know losing your job too, some people just. Just leave. Right. And that's what a lot of people just kind of lose sight on. I was victim number one on it. I used to think, man, if I'm making bread, like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm good. But when I really boiled it down and thought about it, I'm making, you know, however much. Yeah, it's good money on payday. But can I really go five days a week seeing these people for eight, nine hours right. yeah, you gotta be a happy. day? constantly they have so much of my time so much of my space so much of my energy uh-huh. and still think that i can't do this you're like, at work more than anywhere else we see we see those memes all the time like how to deal with people you don't like or like work got me like yeah like they take up so much of my energy just for friday at nine o'clock when i go on bank of america.com i see i got paid well but knowing that oh my bills are auto paid <laughs> right then you're it, like, I got this. But that's what it is, paycheck. though. And a lot of people sleep on that. You see what I'm saying? Taxes come in, take your bread. They do all this stuff. Like it's, it gets to a point where you're like, this isn't worth it anymore. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like the, the struggle just is not worth it anymore. So definitely take your time. Definitely map it out. Um, yo, I can't say it enough. When it comes to school, make sure you take your time with that. Take your time with everything. There's no rush. No rush with it. Don't let anyone... And again, I think we, we touched on it in an earlier episode, especially as minorities. We have this perspective of like, well, I need, I'm dirty. I got to get the manager. I got to get the two degrees and this and this. Like You want to be that person that's 35 and married with the PhD loading and stuff. Like you know, Maybe that's just not your route. Maybe that's just not the position that you're in. So you know, make sure that you're doing Find your you know, purpose. what's best for you. And it's a balance, too. As much education as you put in yourself, you also need that experience, too. You know what I mean? Because I was in class, you know, even though they were paying for it, and I was a lot of it was faking it until I make it. I'm not going to lie. I had a professor at one point look at me like, yo, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, straight up, though. And I'm like, yo, I'm looking for a job, blah, blah, blah. I'll never forget it. She was the VP of communications um, at BJ's because mm-hmm. the 
because out in Worcester, it's the headquarters. Of- uh, the HQ's in Westboro. Oh, okay. So she was like, "I'll hook you up with a job, whatever, whatever." But she was just like, "Yo, like, what do you like?" It was funny because I'm like, "Yo, like, I'm doing this and like, I'm I'm doing what everyone would think. Like, yo, I'm getting my MBA." And she was like, "And." like what can you do right like you don't have a lot right and it was that humbling experience of like yo i need something like i need to gain experience and just that feeling of like you got to pay your dues and you got to go through the process when you try to jump for it jump to step three when you haven't done one and two it's definitely something that backfires a lot of times yeah i think that's one of the things people struggle with the most is after you know you finish you finished your grad and or your your undergrad and it's like, all right, cool, like, you know, my life is, is set and then you like take a step back and like, oh wait, I don't know what I wanna do. Damn. And I feel like a lot of people go through that. Um, you know, there is no straight, dry you know, answer to, oh, this is what you have to do to in order to figure out your life and your purpose. You know, you, a lot of people say, um, if you don't love what you do, then why do you do it? And I kind of don't necessarily agree with that because I don't think I need to be, you know, passionately in love. I think if I enjoy what I do, like creating, you know, um, figuring out and solving problems um, and like uh, on top of that, using my financial knowledge that I've gained from school and through my work experience, I enjoy that. You know, sometimes it, it brings me some headaches, and, and but I enjoy that challenge, and I think that's what kind of pushes me. But if that's not what pushes you, you need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And But the thing is, it's like, again, we have like this clock in our mind, like, yo, damn, like, all right, another year goes by, I'm 24 now. Oh, I got to figure this out. Oh, shit, I didn't get that raise. Oh, shit. Yep. Everyone's moving, and I'm not. But it's like, talk to those people that you think are ahead of you. See where, where their mm-hmm. mindset is at, like, Yo, like, I'm in this position and, like, I'm trying to get to here. What do you guys advise? What do you guys think? And when you get to talking and you realize, well, they are also trying to figure it out, you're like, okay. I'm not in this. I'm not alone. I'm not in this alone. Exactly. And it's like, I can get to where I need to be at my pace. Exactly. And everybody has a pace, right? Like, like I said, after school, I want to go right to grad school, but right now is the perfect time for me to go. Exactly. exactly. Because it just worked out like that. Exactly. And if I had rushed things, I would have slipped up. I would have, mm-hmm. you know, I could have made a mistake. You might not have even been at these dope places. Right. I wouldn't been. even be where I am. So it's like. And honestly, for me, I think that, that, that the, val- the valuable lessons that you would learn, you would have missed those. Yeah. And there's beauty in the struggle. Like oh, for Nicole sure. Says. For sure. And so like, there's definitely, you know, a, a bit of a grind and, and, and certainly something that you can really take away from. Um, and sometimes, too, one thing I will say, man, you just got to trust your gut a lot of times. If you're not happy somewhere, you're not feeling it, you know, you got to trust your gut. Like, what was it when I left my job? Like, August? I think it was September, right? No, it was September when I left my job. I don't remember. It was, it was so long ago. ago. It was September. Um, but, you know, for me, like, you know, performing, I was trash. Like, I just had no energy, no motivation. And, like, they pulled me in a meeting. They were like, it was good with you. I'm like, yo, I'll be honest with y'all. I hate it. I was like, it wasn't even like I hate it. I was like, I got the fire no more. And it wasn't even like a, well, hey, you got the pink slip. They were just like, yeah, we feel like I could see that. Yo, elaborate on that experience, bro. It was definitely something difficult. Um, I was in a sales position. And so for me, it was very, you know, quota driven, weekly goals, weekly numbers, you know, obviously like quarterly payouts and stuff. But it was a lot of work, man. It was, 
you know, in, in season one, we talked about it. Like, I was up 5, 6 a.m. going into work, like, leaving, like, 6, 7 a.m. But it was very, like, very draining for me. And, you know, financially, like, yeah, you know, I had the benefits. I had the salary. I had the this, that, and the third and the, you know, quarterly bonus payouts. But sometimes for me, it's like I'm doing 13 hours worth of work almost daily for, what, a $3,000 bonus after 13 weeks? Like, that's a waste of my time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think a lot of times people get fixated on that, but it's three grand with 40% taxes off the top. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so for me, it got to a point where, you know, I was in a meeting and I kind of knew it was coming. Like, obviously it wasn't like immediate, like when I wanted it to, but I think that was just me not trusting my gut. And they were just kind of like, yo, like, what's good? Like, what's, what's going on? Like, we don't really understand what like what the numbers are. And I was like, you know, I came into this job and I was you know, passionate about it. Definitely, you know, the fire was there for me. It was, you know, really getting some of that industry experience, but I just felt like I just outgrew it. And that's okay to feel like you may have outgrown something. Right. If you may have felt like, hey, I tried something, but it's just not me. You know, and one thing I'm learning to tell myself is, is in order to figure out who you are, you need to figure out who you are not. Right. You feel me? And that's with everything in life. And so especially within my career, I realized that this is not where I felt... I was going to excel. Like, this is not the the best use of my personality, the best use of my time and energy. Would it you was, say that they pushed you out the door, or do you think that it was like a mutual agreement, or do you think that you I think quit? it was definitely a mutual agreement. Um, it was certainly, like, a much more calming kind of conversation. Like, I wouldn't say I was bitter at all. Like, I formally resigned from it. But I think for me, they understood that, it was going to get to that point, especially when I was talking to them in the interview process. Right. Like, I was finishing up at that point. Like, no, I had already finished up with my master's and everything. So it was almost like they knew, like, I was on to bigger and better. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so for them, it was just kind of like, you know, we appreciated your time. You know, it was definitely something that was good. And, you know, they obviously kind of helped me out financially in a little bit. But, you know, for me, I was in that position. I was yeah. at home, two degrees, but I was jobless for a month. But that's a big step for someone to but take. But I'll be real with you. Like a good thing. Even though, you know, my dad will say I was lazy doing nothing. <laughs> like, I was probably the happiest month of my life in a while, right. honestly. People need that break. You know what I'm saying? It was just an I mean, granted, you know, we had some personal things, you know, family things that kind of went on that um, really shifted a lot of my focus. But for me, just being able to wake up and know, okay. Like, it's about Cliff now. It's not about work. It's not about this. It's like, I'm good. And it really allowed me to focus on myself. And one thing I will say to anyone that's in the process of transitioning from a job, maybe thinking about transitioning, and I said this in my interview process for my company now, for Cineus, um, yo, finding a job is a job. It is a full-time job. It's difficult. I don't care what anyone says. You could be set but you're dabbling you are not going to give it as much detail attention when you are already in a job Mm -hmm. unless it's one of those positions where it's handed to you through a network if you are out seeking it it's a full-time job and it takes a lot of energy right you know what i mean but i mean again it's all a part of the process of learning and i asked about that because i've been in the middle of transitioning Mm -hmm. as well you know we talked about that yeah but you know being somewhere uh, for a while, you almost feel like you you're, you owe that company something, like you're loyal to them. Like yeah. you can't leave. You know, and um, but if you feel like you're being undervalued or, you know, you're not getting the experience that you're looking for, don't stick around. Because 
it just becomes a a, a a rough situation, right? And, like, I left, not that I was underperforming or anything like that. I just was just kind of like, I don't think I'm getting valued the way I should, um, you know? And um, I also was not really believing in the direction that we were headed. I also felt like there was a lack of direction. And so I was like, I don't want to be part of this project anymore. And leaving, it wasn't until, and Cliff said this, it like, it wasn't until when I decided to put in my time and say, hey, you know, I'm officially letting y'all know this is going to be my last couple of weeks where they're like, well, what can we do to make you stay? So I felt like I got a different experience in that sense. But and then I was like, you know, damn, like they actually do like me, bro. Like, should yeah. I stay? And, but at that moment, I went with my gut because I had a, a better opportunity line. I was like, nah, you know, this is kind of a final decision. And everyone that I spoke to, like, yo, why would you leave? Like, like, what's going on? And it started bringing this this doubt in my yeah. mind. And I'm like, is it the wrong decision? Damn, in my wallet? And I feel like that Those happens glass door a lot reviews, more often. You're like, shit. Right. <laughs> like, <yo. laughs> right. And I was like, That's like when I left my first job. The VP, like, asked me to come to his office. He's like, why are you leaving? Right. But he was like, there's always two main reasons why everyone leaves. It's like the money and I think it was like you're not happy with your manager or something. I'm like, both. <laughs> He's like, fair. And All it's right. funny because these companies like, and that's why, so that type of response is the exact reason why you, if you're not happy, don't stay there. Because Do not. 90% of the time, they know why Yeah. these they people are leaving. They just play dumb. Not that dumb. they don't play dumb. There may be some things that are out of their hand or they may... Ask us to be a little bit too, a little bit patient with them. But if you're not happy, make a move. Yeah, Facts. make a move. I was like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm good here. Like, but my team was changing. I just wasn't really feeling. I mean, never it. quit like, without a solid. Always plan make sure you got something lined up, though. Unless it's like a critical situation like you're taking time off but like you know, if you're exactly. leaving just because of like yo i don't like it here yeah i'm, but I'm I quit can just, stay here better have a second option right. yeah always have something lined up before for sure but you know if that's not someplace you see yourself in the next two years don't 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 ride that wave just because you know start the process get it going and that's where ad's point comes to network your ass off yeah because if you're not promoting yourself or marketing yourself no one else will and so you got to make sure you're you're a decent person. You're in the right place at the right time, mm -hmm. and opportunities present themselves. Definitely. And people I, are there to support you at work. Like I was so scared to tell my manager I wanted to switch positions, and she was like, "Let's do it." So you never know who's behind you with it on your team. Yeah, I think what we also have to recognize too is is that we are not our parents. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I understand that. Jobs I was gonna say specifically years. our parents. Yo, I understand like, that. You know. It may be a little bit different for you. You were able to kind of jump through the corporate ladder and, you know, get to a management position or maybe you stayed at a position and, you know, you're happy with it for 10, 20 years. But, you know, just because I see that someone's been there for 15, 20 years at these, you know, like award ceremonies, like end of the year ceremonies, it was like years of service. Right. <laughs> but for me, I always question on myself and I'm like, well, how many opportunities did you deny yourself on when you felt in your gut that you were ready to make a shift? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? How much of it was you staying because of fear? of leaving and how much was it because these opportunities were open because right. i mean it's it's difficult like typically you know when we were talking a little bit about just for accountants like once you make that jump from associate to manager that's like a what like a f like five ten year gap what you said uh like what do you mean like i'm saying like leveling wise 
like making that jump into like management. For accounting? Like for an accountant. I'm, I'm, not, as, I'm not sure what your question is. Though. You know, what I was saying was, was that like the process of, you know, growing in a company and To get to that point? Yeah. It takes oh, a yeah, lot it longer take time. than what people yeah, yeah, think. It, it's it not just time. this, oh, well, you learned a new project. All right. Well, new promotion, new promotion, new promotion. It takes a while. Yeah. It's not just a- It takes a while. This is the track. Two, every two years promotion. Every two years. Like, it's it takes not a while. That. It's, uh, and I think what people need to understand- I know they say, you know, money's the root of all evil. Yo, the money will come. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's my what you need shit. to work you need, what you need to focus on is is what are you doing on the day to day? Are you learning new technology? Are you learning a new software? Are you actually a part of a team that's building, creating something, assisting with something? You know, does the title reflect what the work ethic is? You see what I'm saying? Because when I talk to you about what you do, I'm not talking to you how much you're making on your pay stub. I'm talking about what is it that you do. And if you can't take pride in that, then you need to find out what it is. You see what I'm saying? Um, A funny saying that I always have started to tell people, and this was like I saw this like a week or two before I left my job, was um, I was on LinkedIn. I sent it to y'all. And it was like this this little pitch, and it was – You know, when you look at a paycheck, the first side that you look at is the right side. You get happy. You see how much money you make. You know what I mean? But not enough people look at the left side and feel the same way. You know what I mean? So if you're not happy with the left side, which is typically who's paying you, then you need to go find the left side that makes you happy. Find the left side that values you, you know what I mean, as much as the money. Right. Um, Because sometimes, too, maybe you take a, a shift and you maybe go down a little bit of in pay, but, you know, because your leveling is now up, you have much more responsibility. So the next jump you make, it's like tenfold. Right. You feel me? Uh, you know, compiling with like a degree or a certification. It just, that's just how it works. Right. Thank you, American Well. I thank you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, any other final thoughts you would say? Bueno. Bueno, bueno. Yes, me. All right. But, you know, as always, we're not, exper- we're not experts. You know, we just kind of. Sharing our journey. Say with what it is. The journey that's always going. So as always, you know, a special shout out to all y'all for tuning in. Got another episode loading for y'all. Catch y'all next time. Peace and love. Peace and love.